Welcome to the Watershed Teaching Podcast. Watershed is the high school ministry of Perimeter Church in Johns Creek, Georgia. Perimeter Church is part of the Presbyterian Church in America. Watershed is a place where we hope high school students would connect, receive, and transform. We want to see students connect with God and others through healthy community, receive His truth through gospel-centered, grace-based teaching, and be transformed by the gospel to then go transform their world. Thank you for downloading this podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.perimeter.org slash watershed. Watershed, what's going on? How are we feeling? How are we feeling? Let me tell y'all, hey, can I, I love what I just witnessed, and this isn't part of what I have prepared. It's just something awesome, but we had 255 chairs laid out for y'all today, just kind of based on numbers and what we thought was going to happen, and we had to bring out at least 100 more tonight. That's incredible. That's awesome. Like, I love, like, earlier we were doing, like, a mic check, and and Mark was like, hey, with these lights, can you see people in the back? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I can't see y'all. So if y'all are mocking me, stop. Stop it. Hey, I am so excited for tonight, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you why. We're not going to save until the end. We're not going to go ahead and, and, and save it for like the last part of my talk. I'm going to tell you right now why I'm excited. Because I have a prayer for tonight. That tonight, that you and I would encounter Jesus. That we would have an encounter with Jesus tonight. That tonight, yes, tonight, we would know what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Now, you might be wondering to yourself, or you're asking to yourself, Emilio, how do you know that I'm not a disciple? Like, what if I am a disciple? Here's my response to to that question. I I don't know. I don't know if you're a true disciple of Jesus or not. That's why we're going to talk about it tonight. Because I don't want anybody to leave the hangar without knowing what side of the fence they're on. Because you can either be a true disciple of Jesus or you're not. There's no in-between. So we're going to talk about what it, what it looks like to, to be a disciple, becoming a disciple, and then we're going to talk about what a disciple does. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Y'all following? Are we excited? Yeah. I'm excited. So, so, here's, so here's the deal. We're going to talk about uh, discipleship, and we're going to spend some time talking about what being a true disciple is not. Okay. So let me start off with this. Being a true disciple, that's not it. That's, that's a different point. <laughs> no, it's cool. We did a run through earlier. Don't worry about it. Here's what being a disciple is not. Being a disciple is not being in a discipleship group. I know. Because here's, here's, listen to this. Being a disciple does not mean, it, it's not being in a discipleship group. I think we have this idea That a disciple is someone that's a part of a group. No. Watershed is not about discipleship groups. We're about growing disciples. We're about making disciples. We are not about discipleship groups. We love them. I'd encourage you to, to go all in this year in your discipleship group. We think that life happens in your discipleship group. If you're in here and you are not in a group, I would encourage you to beeline out those doors after, after this is done 
and meet Kate Rhodes, our awesome discipleship coordinator, and she will gladly plug you into one. But being a disciple doesn't mean, doesn't mean you're in a group. Uh, I think about it this way. Uh, college football season's among us. Just for the record, y'all cheered almost as loud for that as y'all did for Jesus, but don't worry about it. I'm not judging. Jesus is. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So college football season is, is, is around. I know we have some Georgia fans, right? I know we have some Bama fans. I know we have some Auburn fans. I know we have some bandwagon Clemson fans. <laughs> so here's, here's the problem for me. Here's my curse. I know that joke was just for you. I love you, Layla. Here's, here's my curse. Here's my curse. This is my cross to bear. I'm a Gamecock. It's awful. I blame my parents. So here's, so I'm, I'm in this group chat with some of my old friends from college. I'm in this group chat with some of my old friends from college from USC. And, and let me just kind of explain to you what, what's been happening the last two weeks. Yesterday, South Carolina played Charleston, Charleston Southern, who A, has no business being on anybody's schedule, and B, we demolished 72 to 10. I didn't know we knew how to score that many points, but we did. And so yesterday, yesterday in the group text, literally me, my buddy Brad, my, my, buddy, my buddy Chris, T, we we're like, oh, can you believe that we're doing this? Like, oh, we're playing so well. Our running game, our passing game, we're tackling so well as if we're on the field. See, here's the thing, like when, when things are good for the Gamecocks, we're all in. Me and my friends are like, yes, we did it. I think it's like that for our discipleship groups too. And this is why I'm, I'm telling you that being in a group doesn't mean you're a true disciple of Jesus. Because sometimes in, in, in our groups, when, when life is good, when life is good when, when we're dating the right guy, when we're passing all of our classes, when we get the, the part in the play that we desire, when, when we make the team, we're like, yes, me and Jesus, we are, we're in it. We are together. He is my, he is my homeboy, right? You guys remember those old t-shirts, Jesus is my homeboy? You're wearing that to discipleship group. You're all in. Now, last week as a South Carolina fan, I was not so all in. We lost to North Carolina, the other Carolina, un-Carolina. And so here's how the group text went last week for me and my friends. Man, they're really bad. <laughs> Man, that South Carolina football team doesn't know what they're doing. It's all about, what, it's all about them. We are no longer a part of the Gamecock team. Like next week when we play Alabama, I will not claim them next week either. Let's just go ahead. We can call me a prophet. I just, I'm telling you right now, Bama's winning that game. It's the same with discipleship. It's the same with discipleship. When, when things aren't going our way, when, when the guy that we like breaks up with us, when we don't make the team, when everything is against us, when everything is hard, this is what we do. We disconnect from the group. Sometimes it's physically. Sometimes if, if things aren't good between you and Jesus, you're like, oh, well, these things are bad. Like, he broke up with me because of Jesus. No, he didn't. He broke up with you because he's in high school and he's dumb. Or the guys are like, oh, what are you talking about? Y'all know what I'm talking about. And so, or, or, or when, when things are bad in our relationship with Jesus or like if we haven't spent time with Jesus, like if it's been like three months since we've opened our Bible, like we don't come to group. Sometimes physically we'll be there, but emotionally, spiritually, we're not there. We're not in our group. So no, 
Being a disciple of Jesus does not mean that you're a part of a group. Being a part of a group is incredible. And again, I want you to be in one. But that doesn't what, that, that's not what defines you as a disciple of Christ. Here's the other thing that being a disciple is not. A disciple of Christ is not a rule follower. It's not somebody who checks a bunch of boxes saying, okay, well, I've, I've read my catechisms this morning. I, I've memorized four verses. I know I'm supposed to memorize five, but it's coming. Right? It's, it's not, well, I'm not drinking, I'm not smoking, I'm not cussing, I'm not fighting, I'm not lying, I'm not cheating, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. That's not what being a disciple is. We have this idea that we have to follow a bunch of rules, check a bunch of boxes, and then we follow Jesus. But that's not how it works. Take, take the example of Zacchaeus in the Bible. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. He was a tax collector, the chief tax collector. He was hated by his entire town. Why? Because he stole from the entire town. And so the Bible tells us that, that Zacchaeus is in this town, and, and the, the town hears that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming to their town. And so they have heard that Jesus has performed incredible miracles. They have heard that he has cast out demons. They have heard that he preaches with an authority like no one they've ever heard before. And so this whole town wants to get just a, a glimpse of Jesus. And that includes Zacchaeus. But he wants to be a part of the crowd. He, he kind of wants to be in the background and be like, oh, is that Jesus? Cool. But here's the thing. Jesus was a wee little man. He's like, is that, is that hey, can you scoot over? No one's, no one's scooting over for him because this is Zacchaeus. This is little Zach. They don't care about him. So here's what little Zach does. He climbs a sycamore tree. He climbs a sycamore tree, but he's climbing the tree not to be seen by Jesus, but to get a glimpse. And so, you know, you guys are all Bible scholars, I know. But I'm just telling you because it's part of the talk. So Jesus is walking. The crowds are following him, and he stops at the tree. He stops at the tree, and he looks up. And he says, Zacchaeus. Now, here's what, here's what Jesus does not say. He doesn't look up and say, Zacchaeus, come down from the tree. But before you do, do you mind, like, giving that money back? Can you quit stealing? Can you just change who you are because I don't like you? Can, can you be more worthy of hanging out with me? That's not what Jesus says. Jesus looks up into the tree, goes eye to eye with Zacchaeus, and he says, Zacchaeus, come down from that tree. I must have dinner at your house tonight. And then what happens is Zacchaeus' life is changed forever. He ends up giving everything back and then some. He quits stealing. He becomes a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus. But it wasn't because he followed some rules first and then Jesus let him be a part of this. It's because of this. And here's my first point, my first truth. Because being a disciple of Jesus takes having an encounter with Jesus. See, Zacchaeus' life was changed not because he followed rules, but because he encountered Jesus in a very real, in a very awesome, in a very incredibly powerful way. I love what it says in, in uh, Matthew. Check these verses out. It says this. There it is. In Matthew 11, 20 through 30, Jesus says this. He says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, 
and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Here's what it takes to be a disciple of Jesus. When he says, come to me, you go to him. It's that simple. You want to be a disciple of Jesus? Come to him. Go to him. But it's not about checking boxes or following rules first. He says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. And then he talks about yokes. Now, I know where I am. I'm on a stage in Johns Creek, Georgia. You guys don't know what yokes are. Yokes on you. See what I did there? So here it is. Here's the thing. Believe it or not, I have friends with cattle, and they had, they had a yoke. <laughs> you can't find these anywhere, in case you're wondering. Or you want to get like an old antique one, it's 400 bucks on eBay. I don't have 400 bucks. So here's, here's the deal. So, so Jesus, he, tells, he, he says, hey, for you who are heavy laden, bring your burdens. Come to me, all who are weary. And he uses this idea of the yoke. So here's what the yoke is. Farmers, people in agriculture would take a yoke and they would put it around the neck, most common like in an oxen. Like in Jesus' days, it was an oxen. And they would put it around the neck, they would put some ties, and the ox would, would carry a plow. Or they would carry a cart. They would carry something heavy. Jesus knows that for us, we are carrying a lot on our shoulders. Jesus knows that for us, we're carrying with us a lot of pain, brokenness, addiction, hurts, desires that may never be fulfilled. And we're carrying it by ourselves, and it's heavy, and we're dragging it along slowly. Jesus says, come to me. He says, come to me. You're weary? Are you tired of dragging that with you? I don't blame you. Come to me. And then Jesus does this. It's incredible. But this is what happens when you have a true encounter with Jesus, when you're willing to surrender everything to Jesus, when you're ready to give your addiction to Jesus, your pain, your hurt. He says, let me take that from you. Let me take the yoke from you, and let me give you mine. It's lighter. It's easier. And here's the best part. This, this yoke is, is made for an individual. It's made for one. Jesus' is, is, is not an individual yoke, but it's one that's made for two. Because not only does Jesus offer you his, but he says, I, I'll walk with you. You see, when, when we encounter Jesus, we encounter somebody who doesn't want to preach down on us, speak down on us, but somebody who desires to walk alongside us in the good and the bad. He just asks this, that we would be all in. We think that we're not good enough for Jesus. Jesus says, I love you as you are. Come to me. Have you encountered that Jesus? Because the people who have encountered Jesus in that way, the people who have surrendered everything to him, those are the true disciples. It's not someone who's just part of a group or who knows the right answers, who knows the theology. It's somebody who says, Jesus, I, I can't, but you can. That's what being a disciple is.
That's being willing to give him everything and follow him with your everything. And if you are a true disciple of Jesus, then the next question that we have to ask is, how will people know that you are what you say you are? Here's my next point. Being a disciple of Jesus means we love people like Jesus does. Two weeks ago, I stood right here in front of y'all and I shared with you what I believe God is saying our vision is, what the vision of this watershed family is for, for 2019, 2020, and, and the years to come. That watershed would love people. Do you want to know what that looks like? It looks like this. It looks like going to your school and to your community and to your teams and to your neighborhoods, looking around you, seeing a need, because as we said a couple weeks ago, this is a generation that's in need and going to them. If somebody lost, reach out to them. If somebody hurting, go to them in love. And then here's what you do. You say, can I take that yoke from you? Don't actually say that. They're like, what you talking about, Willis? Go to them and say, let, let me walk with you. Let, let me help you with these burdens, not because you can fix anything, not because you can change anything, but because you know the one who gives us life, because you know the one who is worth following, because you know the one who changes everything, changed everything one day on a cross, and then three days later rose again. You see, you go to your friends, that person in need, that person that you're called to, you take their yoke and you walk them to Jesus because Jesus is the only one who can do anything of significance with that yoke. You bring people to Jesus because Jesus does incredible things. Because Jesus, like you, loves them desires them, wants to know them, and wants to use you to get to them. Will you go to those people who don't know Jesus, those people who are hurting, will you go to them and walk with them? Do life with them. Pour into them. Buy them coffee. Bring them to the cross. If you're a disciple of Jesus, your call is this. Here's the verse in, in John. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You want to change the world? You want to make a difference? You want to meet a need? Love one another. Take their yoke, pick it up, and love them, walk them to Jesus. That's our call. Watershed, that's what we're doing. That's who we're going to be. We're going to be a people that loves we're gonna be a people that brings people to Jesus. But let me say this, and this is how I'm gonna to close tonight. If you're in here tonight, if you're in here tonight and you have not had that encounter with Jesus, is it possible that tonight, right now, Jesus is calling out to you saying, hey, come, come to me. As you are, bring, bring it all. Bring your baggage, bring your junk, bring your life, bring your broken heart. Offer your broken heart as a sacrifice, knowing that I sacrificed myself for you.
Tonight, if, if, if you're in here and you're like, I, I want to know, I want to know the Jesus that calls Zacchaeus down from a tree. I want to know the Zacchaeus that changed Wes's life. I want to know, I want to know the Jesus, not the Zacchaeus. I want to know the Jesus that changed my D group leader's life. Then tonight, tonight's an opportunity to walk to him, to bring your yoke, to cast it before him and take his. If tonight that's you, even you in the back, if tonight that's you here in the front or anywhere in between, you cannot leave perimeter or watershed without talking to your D group leader or talking to me or someone on staff because we want to celebrate with you and we want to walk alongside you because there is nothing greater than meeting Jesus than encountering him for real. Watershed is gonna love people, not because we're in a discipleship group or because we follow rules, but because we've met Jesus and because we're gonna love people the way that he does. Let me pray. Father, thank you so much for tonight. Lord, thank you so much that you do meet us exactly where we are, that you meet us as we are. Lord, that we don't have to change who we are to come to you, that we just have to come to you. That being a disciple is simply that, someone who comes to you and has an encounter with you. Jesus, I pray for anybody in this room who's questioning, wondering what that looks like. Lord, would they be so bold to take a step out in faith towards you tonight? And Jesus, would you be with us as we go into our groups, Lord? Would we grow as disciples? And would we pray about making more? Jesus, we love you and pray this in your name. Amen.